Okay, Avatai. Uh, today we're going to just say a few um, um, miracles, like the, the Hanukkah miracles. We're going to say some miracles today. Firstly, I'd like to start off with a, um, um, a famous Gemara on Dafyud, Amud Alf, on the bottom. What, what happens on the bottom of the page? Gemara Berachot. You know, Teddy, what happens? Chizkiyahu HaMelech is not getting married for one reason. What's the reason? He saw in Ruach HaKodesh, he saw in Ruach HaKodesh that what? That his kids are going to become Rashaim. So he said that I mean, he's not getting married. But Yeshayahu, the Navi, had to go to him and says, Yeshayahu tells him, Met ata velo Met velo So he told him, why? He says, what do you mean? Why? He said, because you're not getting married. And you're not trying to get married. And you're, not, you're, not, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Feru So therefore, not in this world and not in the next world, you're out. So he tells him, okay, I'll tell you what. Give me your daughter in marriage. And the zechut that we have together, hopefully the children, our grandchildren, meaning together, consuegros, our grandchildren will come to the king. Yeah, yeah, what Cheskel Melech wanted to do? He wanted to marry the Yeshayahu Anavi's daughter. So he's telling him, give me my daughter. She says, no, I'm not going to give you a daughter. He says, why not? He says, because it's already decreed. It's already decreed, what? That you have a decree, that he's going to die and he's not going to have a long bar. He says, I can't give you a daughter. So what, is it, what does the king say? Kale, leave right now. He says, leave right now. He says, leave right now. What, what, what? What, do you, what do you mean? He says, leave right now. He says, I have it from Abi Alba, from my grandfather, that what, from the old generations. Even if a sharp sword is on your neck, we never give up hope. He says, now you can get out because I believe it and I know it 100%. At the end of the day, what happens? He lives an extra 15 years happens to be he had two children. And the Gemara says, as he was walking uh, to the Beit Midrash, he was holding them to show, Mephashim say, to show how much he loved Torah, even though he was a king. says he didn't do it in public, but he did it in private. He held his kids on his shoulders to show how much love it is. I love the Torah so much. Let's go. I'm going with you. I'm excited. I'm walking with you to the Beit Midrash. And one kid, and the other kid was one shoulder, one shoulder. One kid said, ah, my father's head is big enough and nice enough to what? To roast, uh, to roast fish. To put fish, nice fish, put a grill, you know? And the other one said, I, I can use my father's head, it's so nice, perfectly, to put korban avodazara on it. I'll put a korban avodazara, perfect. He got so shocked, he dropped both of them down. One of them died. And the other one survived. Of course, this was all Miroha HaKodesh, everything that. Who survived? Huh? The one who spoke about Abu Dazarash Baka, something like that. He was the one who died on the spot. The one who spoke about just fish, he was the one who stayed alive. And he happens to be, he made Chuba at the end of his life. He made Chuba at the end of his life. And that's why it says your person has to be careful. Why? Because the Peru Urbu, if I ask you a question, if a person knows he's having Rishayim as kids, 
So, 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 doesn't he have good cheshbon not to have this rasha as a kid? Isn't that a good cheshbon? So, so, why is he getting punished? Not this world, not the next world. You know why? You know why? Very simply. Because there's a mitzvah of tshuva. He can come back with tshuva. It happens to be at the end of his life, but Hashem came back, and I guess we made it. But what do you see from all this? You see the assault. What's the assault? We never give up hope. We never give up hope. I'll tell you, there was Reverend Avram Kalamti, his granddaughter, was in the concentration camp, in the Holocaust. And while she was there, was Tisha B'Av. And they were warning for the Beit HaMikdash in the camps, in the concentration camps. And as she's sitting there, they take all of them out. They said, you guys want to mourn. The Nazis, Yemash Shemam, says, you guys want to mourn on, for the Beit HaMikdash? We're not letting you mourn. Everybody get out. And the Nazis took a band, and they started playing like a, like, like a 20, 30-piece band outside in, in Germany to make sure they don't mourn for the Beit HaMikdash. This girl, this lady, Ravaram Kalamati's granddaughter, she got up there, she said, Hashem, please, I beg you, don't do it for my honor. Don't do it for your don't do it for the for the Jewish people. Do it for your honor for the Beta Mikdash. Let it pour down rain. Says that second storm came down. We don't even know what. She said, I'll never forget it in my life. Started pouring rain. They all had to go inside. The whole band had to go inside from the rain. And there's that they were Rabbi Yaakov Yosef from Montreal. He says the story over happened to him. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef happened to him from Montreal. Listen to what he says. Every Sunday night he was speaking about the story. He said that he was in the concentration camp. And he used to tell one of his friends, he said, you have to have bitachon and you have to have emunah and HaKadosh Baruch is with us and you have nothing to worry about. He's mamash with us. And every time something happened, he would always tell him that. And all of a sudden, one day, they took Rav Yaakov Yosef, his friend, and a bunch of other people, Yimash Shemam, these Nazis, they threw them in the gas chamber and they're about to open up the gas chamber. And this boy that wasn't having so much bitachon, he, told, he, he turns to Rav Yaakov Yosef, he says, all my life that we're in the concentration camps, you keep on telling me, have emunah, and have bitachon, and Hashem's with us, Hashem will save us. What are you going to say now, two minutes before the gas is going to about to gas us all and die? What are you going to say now? He says, I'm going to say what the Torah and the Gemara tells us. That even if there's a strong sword on your neck, you never give up hope. And all of a sudden, the Nazi is shutting the door. And he realizes it's not closing tight enough. And he see, looks inside and he grabs Rav Yaakov Yosef. And he grabs him he says, I can't shut this door. I need to grab someone else out so I could shut it to be closed tight. And he grabs him out. And he, throw, he throws him out. He gets saved. He got saved from the war. And you see from this the great lesson. You see, even if a person, things are going crazy in his life. People have a problem. Who knows what problems they have? And it looks very, very, very dark. It looks very, very dark. Where is the Yeshua? Where is the Savior? Just know we are not allowed as Jews to give up hope even at the last moments of our lives, even at the last moments when it looks dark, you have to have a munayim b'tachon ha-kadosh b'achu. Yehoshua Hashem, Hashem Sever, can if I like a blink of an eye, he can save whatever problem you have like this. And it's not what I'm saying.